0: it was a few years back i was home alone with my daughter who was basically a newborn she was asleep in her bassinet beside my bed i was in my old house alone as my ex-husband was working nights my bedroom was on the second floor it was around midnight when i woke up to give my daughter a bottle as she settled back to sleep i laid in bed scrolling on my phone trying to get tired again i'm cautious about believing things people post to facebook without sources but A few people had made the same post, and then I came across an article stating that there was a murderer on the run. He had killed a man in the next town over from me and was running from the police. It said they were advising people to stay inside, lock their doors, and some even received phone calls. Stuff like this was a rare happening where I live, so of course, I was freaked out. I texted my ex-husband at work, who had a hard time believing this, but told me to keep my police scanner on. I fell asleep, I'm not sure how long I was asleep for, but I suddenly woke up because the officers on the scanner were screaming, Shots fired! Shots fired! And then I had a hard time distinguishing what I was hearing on my phone and what was going on outside. The rapid gunfire started and sounded like it was right in the street outside my window. It took me a moment to register the noise as shots to my virgin ears, and then it was like time suddenly slowed down as I rolled off my bed and grabbed my daughter. I remember running into the hallway in what seemed like slow motion, blurry tunnel vision with her, away from all the windows screaming what the fuck is happening in my head. I shakily dialed my ex-husband at work and he still wasn't really believing what was going on, so I yelled and called my mom. I just wanted someone to talk to so I didn't feel so alone and scared. I kept telling her there was a shooting and I was crying, so maybe she didn't understand me in her half woke state of mind. I don't even really remember what happened after she realized what I was saying because Suddenly, I was hanging up and putting the phone on the floor. I stayed in the hallway for, I I don't know how long, clutching my sleeping baby, who somehow slept through all of this chaos. My body was on vibrate. Sometime later, my phone was ringing and it was my mom. I could barely focus enough to listen, but I thought she told me that she was coming over, so I told her to stay home where she was safe. She was yelling at me that she was already on my road, but that the police had blocked it off. She told them I was her daughter, and that I lived on the road, and they let her come. They had shot the suspect, and he was dead. When my mom came up to the front porch, we saw wet, muddy footprints coming up the steps and smeared on the door like he had kicked it. I'm wondering if that is maybe what woke me up at first. By the time my mom got to my house and came inside, it was 5am. It was winter, so it was all pitch black dark outside. We sat quietly in the bright kitchen, tiredly sipping coffee and passing my daughter back and forth. My ex-husband arrived home shortly after, and believed everything once he saw all the cops and the roads blocked off. Long story short, this man had killed someone in the next town over from me, about three to five minutes away, ran to my town, through my backyard, to the road through the trees, and killed another person in the house in the back of me. That's when the cops showed up and he began to shoot at them, so they shot back at him. He lay dead in the measly patch of woods in the back of my house. I had goosebumps thinking about all this murder taking place around me as I lay in bed. When my mom left and my ex-husband put our daughter back to bed, I stepped outside on the back porch to smoke a cigarette. I stood there, smoking and watching all the lights, a stark contrast against the early gray morning. Cold. That afternoon, I ended up having to block multiple news reporters for harassing me to tell the story. I told them I had no problem telling them a story in more detail, but I didn't want to be on television. I had not slept and my daughter was with me. They said they wanted her on camera too. After denying them, they kept asking if I was at work, they could come to my work to do the interview, so I ended up blocking them and moving on with my life. This happened a few years ago with my friend, June, when we were about 17 or 18. I'm 23 now. We were out driving around late at night on country back roads. We were teenagers growing up in a rural area, so going for a drive was one of the main ways we passed the time. We were both into god stuff and witchcraft at the time, so... We pulled off to the side of the road to walk around a small graveyard in the woods. It was impossible to see at night, but we'd gone there a few times in the day before, just to hang out. The whole area is heavily forested, but the path to the graveyard is short. It's right next to the road, just barely hidden in the woods. Anyway, we started slowly on the small loop that takes you around all the gravestones, using our flashlights to read the names and looking at all the carvings on the stones. I was very comforted by graveyards and the night at the time, so I was honestly very relaxed, and we mused about ghosts and death and whatnot, as goth teenagers do. About halfway around the loop, at the furthest point from the car, June got my attention as she noticed a light in the woods. It looked far away, like it could have been a car on the road, so we turned away and kept walking. However, about 30 seconds later, she got my attention again, and the light was much closer, and obviously quickly moving towards us and then I heard the sound of someone crashing through the woods. It was obviously someone with a flashlight making a beeline towards us, and we backtracked and ran to the car. I unlocked it and climbed into the driver's seat, turning the car on as fast as I could. And right before the lights came on, this huge, grizzly-looking man dressed head-to-toe in camouflage, carrying a huge crossbow, and wearing a headlamp busted out of the foliage and was coming right for the car. He has this manic look in his eyes that just made me want to escape even more, and I reversed as quickly as I could and peeled out of there. We didn't stop driving for a while, even though we never saw him following us after we drove off. We both couldn't shake the feeling that we were being followed. Finally, I think we both got too tired to stay out any longer, and we went back to our houses. But I still constantly think about how quickly he got to us. If we hadn't sprinted right when we did, he would have caught us as we were getting into the car. I literally slammed my door about a second before he came, barreling out of the woods towards us. Plus, the fact that there are no houses nearby. This person was waiting in the woods in full hunting gear with a weapon, and we clearly weren't animals, as we had a flashlight, and there's no trespassing sign in sight. The whole area around this graveyard is state park. I go out into the woods into weird places in the night a lot, and I've seen some stuff I would consider supernatural that really scared me. But none of those things ever truly made me afraid to go into the woods like he did. I still go out on my own, but I really never let my guard down like I used to. I live in a small town in South Africa. Near my town, there's a large patch of woods, and since the outbreak of the coronavirus, I haven't been in the woods for a long time. Until yesterday. So my friend called me to ask if I wanted to join him and a few other mates to play a game of paintball in the woods, And obviously, I was keen. I got my paintball gear and gun and headed off to my mate's place. There were six of us. Chase, Liam, Matt, Joey, Steven, and obviously me. We headed off to the woods, but made a few stops to fill up on petrol and get some gas for the paintball guns. When we finally got to the woods, we parked the cars, got in our gear, and ventured out into the forest to find the perfect spot to paintball. Eventually, we got deep enough into an area with sufficient cover and space to play a good game of Capture the Flag. We played a couple of games, and since it's winter, it got dark really quickly. But we planned for this, and brought our flashlights, and decided to play a couple of night games, which is extremely hard, especially in the forest we were in. During one match, Joey and I decided to sit out because we were both tired and just needed a quick breather, and the others continued to play from a significantly good distance away from us. While we were chilling, I was rolling up a joint, and Joey went to go take a piss a couple of meters away from me. While I was busy rolling, I had the flashlight pointing towards myself since there was no other light to allow me to see what I was doing and around me. It was completely dark, I couldn't even see two meters ahead of myself because of how dark it was. Suddenly, I heard footsteps coming my way, but I thought it was Joey, and I soon realized I couldn't see any light from his flashlight, so now I was more vigilant, but still relaxed, thinking he was trying to play a prank on me or something. But the footsteps stopped a few meters away from me. So I lifted up my flashlight and pointed it in the direction where I heard the footsteps and scanned the area, but just saw bushes and trees and I thought it just might be Joey hiding in the bushes or behind a tree, waiting to give me a jump scare. And then I heard footsteps coming in the opposite direction. When I looked, I could see it was Joey because he was holding his flashlight. That's when I stopped what I was doing and picked up my flashlight and paintball gun, and when Joey reached me, I whispered, Bro, I think there's someone over there. And Joey obviously didn't believe me and just said to stop being a baby. But he soon regretted saying that, because I decided to do one last scan of where I heard the footsteps. And to my horror, I saw someone peeking and staring right at me from behind a tree, probably 10 or 11 meters away from us. I just shouted, What the actual fuck? And when Joey heard me say this, he looked at me, and then where the man was, and instantly jumped up picking up his paintball gun in the process. We stared at each other for at least two minutes, but it felt like forever, until he stepped out from behind the tree. He was a large man, at least six feet, was honestly filthy like he hadn't taken a bath in years. He was wearing baggy ripped up jeans and just an old dirty zipped up bomber jacket, plus we could see that he was on something, or he was just batshit crazy, and he was holding something behind his back. He finally said, "'What are you guys doing out here when it's so dark?' We couldn't even answer him because of the shock we were in. Joey stuttered with the fear in his voice. Uh, We were just leaving, but the man shook his head in disagreement and said, No, you're not. Your friends are still playing the game. I felt a shiver down my spine. How about we play a game of our own while we wait for your friends? And that is when he finally showed us what he was hiding behind his back. And it was a large machete. That's when I knew we had to get out of there. So I aimed my paintball gun in the toughest way I could muster up. I told him, leave now or I'll shoot, even though I only had about six or seven paintballs loaded. And Joey did the exact same by aiming his gun at the man, even though he had no paintballs in his gun, but he didn't even flinch, but did something that honestly made my skin crawl. He just smiled and said, the game starts now. And suddenly he just rushed us. So I told Joey to run while I fired my last bullets at him. And luckily I shot him in the head which caused him to fall, so that was our chance to book it and link up with our other friends. As soon as we started running, we heard his footsteps again, and he was actually gaining on us. We could barely see, but we couldn't slow down because we knew what would happen if we did, so we just carried on sprinting our hearts out until we heard other paintball guns being fired so we knew we were close. Joey started shouting to get everyone's attention, and all of a sudden, I heard a huge thud. Joey tripped and twisted his ankle. I turned around to help him up and when I did, I could see the man running full sprint towards us. In that moment I thought it was going to be the end, but our friends heard our screams for help and rushed to us when they saw the man. They just started firing at him and he knew he wasn't going to be able to take us all on, so he decided to turn around and disappear into the forest. We helped Joey up and rushed to get our stuff and rushed to the cars. When we got to my friend's place, we helped Joey treat his ankle and I proceeded to tell my friends everything that happened and they we're all creeped out. It's safe to say that the next time I'm in those woods, I will be more vigilant. This happened over 20 years ago. I was driving back home with my girlfriend at the time. It was Christmas Eve, and my mother's family used to hold a large celebration at my aunt's house in Estacana. This was my girlfriend's first time meeting with my extended family, but she got on quite well with them. We spent the majority of the afternoon and evening talking, playing poker, opening presents and drinking an assortment of adult beverages. My girlfriend had been quite inebriated by the time we had to leave, therefore i be driving us home. It was around 11pm or so, I was driving my girlfriend's car along highway 211. Now, this stretch of road is surrounded by farms and dense patches of forest, and parts of it are unlit. But nothing to fear, I grew up in this area, so I knew this road like the back of my hand. The both of us were just driving and talking away, just two young lovers making the most of our moment together. There is a portion of the highway that descends down an enormous hill before crossing Deep Creek. Surrounding both sides of the road are thick forests. There are no lights, the only thing we could see was the area directly in front of our headlights. I drive down the hill, cross the bridge, and uphill through more forest. It's as the highway starts to flatten out that this happens. Something sprints across the road so suddenly that I almost hit whatever it was. I slam on the brakes and I turn to my girlfriend and ask her if she saw it. She confirmed that she had, but she couldn't make out what it was. Maybe it was a coyote, as they are a fairly common sight in this area. But something felt off about it. Whatever it was that ran in front of the car disappeared into the woods next to the road. Coyotes don't usually just dart out in front of cars, so for some reason I decided to check it out. I turn the car around and switch on the high beams to better light up the forest in which this thing had vanished in. I step out of the car and walk towards the woods. I don't see anything, but now it feels like perhaps I made a grave error. My heart is pounding and the hairs on the back of my neck are standing at full attention, but I still don't see anything unusual in the trees. Suddenly the car's horn blasts. It's not a... That you'd get if say your driver or passenger wanted you to hurry up and get in the car no this was a long blaring i walked back to the car and asked my girlfriend why she leaned on the horn like that she said nothing instead she pointed to a spot about 50 feet from where i was standing i looked over in that direction and that's when i saw it surely this was the thing that ran in front of our car It was a man, he was completely naked, his skin was covered in dirt and mud, and in one of his hands, he was holding a hatchet. He looked back at us and then he smiled and waved to us, just before turning around and walking back into the forest. Needless to say, we got the hell out of there. Once we were safely driving again, my girlfriend explained what had just happened. While I was trying to look for the man in the area he initially vanished in. He circled back around and came from another spot in the forest, beyond my car's headlights. My girlfriend had seen something out of the corner of her eye. And that's when she saw him. Before she honked the horn, he was walking towards me, his hatchet raised as if making to strike me. We called the authorities once we got safely back home, but they never found anybody. Or they did and they just didn't tell us. But the officer we spoke to explained his theory. The man was obviously looking to ambush unsuspecting lone travelers for lord only knows what reason. We all agreed that my girlfriend's quick thinking saved my life, as it let my potential killer know that I wasn't alone out there. I moved back into the area recently, so I now drive that highway often. No naked hatchet man sightings yet, but I can tell you that I'm definitely extra vigilant now, especially near Deep Creek.